0: Welcome to The Sip List, the podcast where we drink wine and count down our top five favorites of all the things, including movies, music, TV shows, books, and more. The Sip List does not claim ownership of any clips used in this episode, as any film, TV, or sound clips are owned by the original copyright holders. Additionally, this podcast does contain spoilers, so please be aware. The show does also contain explicit content, so please keep that in mind as you are playing it wherever you are, work, car, etc. Thank you and enjoy the episode. There's one more person you can't forget.
1: Ladies and gentlemen.
0: back to The Sip List. I'm Amanda and this is the podcast where we drink wine or whatever and count down your top five favorites of all the things. And I am joined by a newcomer today. I'm so excited. It is Brian from Playlist Wars. How are you?
1: I am doing great. Thank you so much for having me, Amanda. I'm looking forward to this.
0: Me too. I'm excited to actually put a face with the, you know, I mean, you got the like Twitter picture, but that's not the same.
1: So yeah, we've been we've been friends online for the past year going yeah. back and forth in discussions and stuff it's really surreal when you finally talk to the person because you feel like you know them already from all the conversations you have
0: right and i so i'll have you tell everybody about playlist wars but oh my god i love your show like it i don't talk about music as much on my show and it's not for any reason just other than i think other stuff comes up but I've been making playlists since like cassette tapes were invented. Like mm-hmm. if you knew how many mixtapes and mix CDs and then when I got my first iPod, how many different like playlists, like I am a, a music mood person, so I have a playlist for freaking everything. If you saw my phone right now, I, I have a playlist for the most stupid shit. And it's just like I I get in a mood where I want something and you know, technology has made that so much easier.
1: Oh, yeah. I, I have a playlist for songs I listened to with my parents on vinyl when I was growing up.
0: Nice. That's a good idea. Literally one.
1: just the songs that they would always put on. That's a good If I ever am like reminiscing or they're over, I'll right. just throw that playlist on. He's like, isn't this what we Yes, it is. That's a good idea. I didn't think about that.
0: Hmm. OK, so now you're making New me one. add more playlists, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have I have like four different cooking playlists, depending on what kind of mood I'm in. So, yeah, I I like the idea. And then so you tell everybody what you guys do. I won't tell them.
1: All right. Well, Playlist Wars started a little over a year ago, and the theme of the show is pretty simple. One topic, three playlists. You decide who's best. My co-host Gomez and I, we've been friends for close to 30 years. We get it wrong every time. One of us will say 25 years, 27 years. We've lost track. We're in our 40s, so (laughs) it's blurry. Sometime in the 90s, we met. It's 2022. We're still friends. We've been friends the whole time. And we basically came up with this. I came up with this format because Gomez was looking to do a podcast of some sort. My old podcast was kind of coming to a close and I pitched him this idea. I said, dude, it's real simple. We pick a topic. Let's say that topic is Metallica. That was our first episode. We each create a 10 song playlist, you, me, and a guest. Then we go through as a roundtable, laying out our top 10 songs. And then we let the listeners vote for which one of us, quote unquote, got it right. Meaning who was the clo- Who? resonated most with the people listening to the podcast and over the last year it's really picked up a lot of steam people get into some Mm -hmm. fantastic conversations based on who chose what song and why they chose it and we've been working really hard to try to bring people that listen online like people on twitter as well as our patreon account to chime in with their songs and then Mm -hmm. we kind of include them in the conversation as well because the people that listen to our show are the people that make playlists obsessively like I do and Gomez (laughs) does and everyone else does as well. So it's kind of a fun thing to try to be able to include people in that discussion, whether they're on the show or not.
0: And I like that you guys do that. It's cool to hear like, so-and-so sent us this one and -and so-and-so sent us that one. Cause it's like, Hey, other people, you know, are on the same track or agree with me or have my same taste or, and it's always interesting to hear you know, like, okay. So you guys were talking about Scotty doesn't know on the most recent one. And like that song doesn't get a lot. I mean, obviously it's not like a radio song, but I, anytime I meet somebody who knows about that song and has seen Euro trip and knows that song, I feel like they're my people. Like you're (laughs) my best friend immediately. If you know, if I say Scotty doesn't know, and you know what I'm talking about. And so just an example of how music brings people together, which we all know, but. I appreciate that too. Th-
1: That's awesome. And, and we love throwing out some weird and obscure songs every now and mm-hmm. then, throwing the listeners a curveball. We did a YouTube episode, and I'm a YouTube fan. I'm not a massive YouTube fan. So, in my list was this song that they recorded for a very special Christmas Christmas, Baby, Please Come Home. Oh, yeah. And I, in turn, pissed off a lot of. <laughs> hardcore YouTube fans with the blasphemous song pick and it became a 30 episode running joke
0: that's hilarious is it terrible i guess i don't remember it obviously no, it's not memorable YouTube enough
1: fans me. <laughs> youtube fans n- love their catalog so why would you include a christmas song in your instead 10 favorites of, gotcha instead of one of their other amazing hits to me it was a song that when my cousin gave me the cassette a very special christmas i listen to it every year i still listen to it every year i own it on vinyl and cd it's my favorite christmas album so to me it was just a my one of my favorite u2 memories yeah. of, but to the real u2 fans that was taking a song off of the joshua tree out of the play off of uh, uptown baby It's about what makes you
0: happy, though. Exactly. You know, and and I haven't, we haven't gotten a lot of hate on my show for anybody's picks, but I always say, like, this isn't a a top five most critically acclaimed, you know, like Oscar winner movies, for example. If we're doing an Oscar movie category, which I did once, it's your favorite movies that have won an Oscar. I don't care if it's like, I don't know, I can't think of a shitty Oscar winner right now, but (laughs) I'm just saying, like, it's about what's your personal favorite, not what society deems you know the best because this it's about what makes you happy so
1: no our our mo on the show is music is subjective very if gomez likes a song and i don't like it we don't rag on each other over the difference of opinion we just understand that if a song resonates with one person it might not resonate with another so our show is not about tearing each other's playlists down oh, no, no it's a we only pick artists or topics that we're excited about that we legitimately enjoy or love yeah. so it's all coming from a place of love and it might and gomez might pick a song where i'm like i don't hate that song but i love this song more and here's right. why so right. it's all from a positive place and people laugh about the fact that our name is playlist wars <laughs> Because they're expecting us to be arguing and bickering. Right. We're celebrating these artists and these topics. Yeah. And because we've been friends for so long, we rib each other. Right. But it's in good fun. There's nothing malicious about it. That's, That's kind of what our show is about.
0: That's where the comedy comes in. Exactly. <laughs> Giving each other a little crap. Um, did you? I can't remember. I think I messaged you, but I can remember what you said. Did you watch the Oscars?
1: Yes, oh, I was I was live tweeting, uh, not not the Oscars. I'm sorry. Oh, the the Grammys. Grammys. Okay, I was live tweeting the Grammys. I mean the Grammys.
0: I'm sorry. Why did I say Oscars? Grammys. Okay. So you you heard John Batiste's speech, what he said? Like what he said was like one of the most amazing things I've ever heard anybody say. Talking about there is no best song, there is no best actor, there is no best this or that because it is subjective and all that. And I was like, thank you, because it's like you don't you know I like. I make you guys mad i actually kind of like twilight it's stupid (laughs) like i get it but i it's like a guilty pleasure i'm not apologizing for that if you're mad that i like twilight go to (laughs) hell
1: well if you've you've listened to our episodes you know i haven't seen any of them i've hardly seen any movies i'm too busy listening to music all the time so those movie themed episodes the guys laugh because they're like you know I dropped on the 90s episode a song from the Judgment Night soundtrack which was the hip hop and rap collaborations it had Biohazard and Onyx Pearl Jam and okay. Cypress Hill Helmet and House of Pain I don't great that. great great soundtrack very yeah. monumental musically and Gomez said dude you know what'd you think of the movie and I'm like I never saw the movie and he, <laughs> you have the you have the soundtrack I said I could, I've got a stack of soundtracks behind me that I own that I've never seen the movie for. I love the Interesting.
0: music. That's so well. Most of the Twilight albums, at least after the first movie, the first one's just like I know you guys talked about Paramore Decode, which I really like, but New Moon On, they all have really good music because the movies had a lot, they had a lot more money, they had a lot bigger budget, and the soundtracks, I think, are all really good. So
1: all three of the soundtracks are great. Yeah. I just, uh, do, Decode for me was just one of those songs when I first heard it. I'm like, this is they're getting away from their punk stuff, and this right. is another level. I'm I'm really liking this this re. It, it, I don't want to call it emo. It was it was yeah. a straight up hard rock song.
0: Yeah, I liked it too. Um, and uh, I walked down the aisle to a thousand years. So it was instrumental version, but you know, I'm not embarrassed as no. my face turns red.
1: Hey, when anyway. we got married. My wife and I walked out. Well, everybody else walked out to um, the Blues Brothers music. Nice. And my wife and I came out to Everybody Wants Somebody to Love from the Blues Brothers movie. All the guys wore the hat and the sunglasses.
0: That's amazing.
1: And all the women wore the sunglasses as well. That's really cool. That was we did the Blues Brothers theme coming in for our wedding reception. So.
0: I like that. I have that. I have that soundtrack on vinyl, actually. Well, yes. Yeah, so everybody, check out Playlist Wars. I'm going to be a guest next month, and I'm super excited. Um, we're doing '90s dance songs. So, oh yeah, I have a list going. But if anybody has suggestions they want to throw my way, feel free. Because I, you may not know this about me, Brian, but I am an extremely competitive individual um ask any other podcast i've competed on ask the guys at moral combat i get a little feisty so i want to win i'm in it to win
1: well i'll just say this (laughs) i if if someone had a gun to my head and said dance to save your life i would just say it's been nice knowing you all (laughs) i can't dance worth the squat however the songs i'm picking are the ones that whether you could dance or not are going to get your head moving regardless yeah Okay. So that's where I'm going. I'm going with ones where you don't even have to dance.
0: It's like the beat just makes you like you have to move your body because it's just that good.
1: Yes. You know, so I'm that's the yeah. level I'm going for Gomez. I'm not sure what his approach will be. Hmm. He always comes in with a weird approach sometimes where you're like, where is he going with this? But then when he's done with it, you're like, "Ah, I see what he's doing there. That's creative. So
0: so he's going to pick like time after time from Romeo and Michelle's high school reunion. <laughs> where they're like slow artful dancing at the at the. three oh, <laughs> he's, he's pulled
1: out some he's pulled out some left field ones where i've sat there going huh
0: <laughs> yeah that's not what i was thinking but hey again whatever floats your boat
1: well i'm um, just like the only thing i have to always make sure is when we do decades it's there's some movies that came out around 2000 and you're like oh was that 99 or 2000 you got to look because that's right where the flip is
0: yeah, I hate that. Um, well, I will share links to the show, uh, to Playlist Wars in my show notes. And if you guys haven't checked them out and you love music, definitely check it out. I, I've met a lot of people on Twitter. I've found a lot of new shows and I listen as much as I can, but I would say I try to listen to you guys as much as possible. Cause I like getting, I either like hearing what I like, or I like getting new ideas. I can't remember the episode, but y'all did one where I hadn't heard half the songs. And I was like, how have I never heard these songs? I want to say it was some kind of 90s. I can't 90s remember. 90s
1: rock one hit wonders.
0: No, it, maybe it was maybe it was the 80s. I don't know. I'd have to go back and look, but I just I remember thinking, I don't know that song. I don't know that song. So
1: and what and we do is we me. take all the songs we have our website, PlaylistWarsPodcast.com. Mm-hmm. We embed the playlists there. Yeah. So if you're like, I don't know the song, you just go to the page and you can listen to it. And people have said that that actually has helped them vote because they'll they'll yeah. be like, "Well, I don't know three songs on Brian's list. Let me listen to his whole playlist while I'm working, and they'll yeah. literally listen to all three playlists.
0: That's a good idea. To kind of get
1: an idea for who they're going to vote for. So it's it's a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, I think I did that for that episode because I was like, I don't know that song. So well, um, so let's move on to what we're drinking, and I will let you go first. Excite us with what beverage you are consuming over there.
1: Oh, I hope you guys can contain yourself. I am drinking a hot ginger and chamomile tea, the same drink Mm -hmm. I drink every single time I'm on microphone for many, many years. It's just something that when I started going on the mic, I always had a cup of hot tea with me. Ginger keeps the throat, makes it feel good as you're talking for an hour, two hours, three Mm -hmm. hours. So, I know a lot of people like to drink when they're doing it. if I did it, one, I'd be probably slurring but it I don't know a half hour in because I'm a lightweight, <laughs> and two, my voice would probably start cracking and, and, yeah. and not sounding like I would like it to. so I know it's a little lame, and I apologize, but it's it absolutely cool. delicious, and I love it so
0: as long as you're enjoying yourself um and I will say there's been one or two episodes of this show where I've not been enunciating correctly by the end of it so you might be on to something there but it is called the sip list and people know that they're going to get me usually drinking wine and it's kind of fun to listen to the progression the longer the show goes so there you go
1: <laughs> you get to an hour and a half and you're so yeah what uh, ooh, yeah
0: <laughs> make it up new words um well i am drinking um prosecco rose prosecco and it's the lamarca brand which i've talked about before on the show it's very reasonably priced very good it's nice and dry but it's still a rose and i'm all about the sparkling wine so i have to work in the morning so i won't drink too much but i felt you know might as well celebrate we're we're celebrating taylor hawkins on this episode so i thought why not yeah um,
1: definitely celebrating him
0: Yes. And so I have indulged myself, I've just been engulfed in Foo Fighters all day long. So I've been like, up and down emotionally. And like, I mean, I was working too, but I'm just like, okay, I feel ready to do this. But I also like, I've already cried twice. So I'm just like, "Ah." I'm a very emotional person. So
1: Like, trust me, there are times when I'm talking about songs, I'll just do this. And what I'm doing right now, because this is an audio only, is holding (laughs) up my arm because certain stories I tell the hair on my arm will stand up. Mm, And I just do that when I'm recording with Gomez, and he'll know because it's just when you feel it, and it's yeah, you're passionate about something, it just comes out. And I totally get it
0: for sure. The simplest is a proud member of the Nerd House Entertainment Network. There are many shows there to enjoy. Go check out Moral Combat, where they argue and the audience votes about all kinds of things. Flops, where they discuss laws that make no effing sense. Tangents with Spencer Sellens, where you guessed it, they go off on tangents. And Mid-Tier Entertainment with Rook and Wild 7 playing games and just doing fun stuff. You can find all the shows on the network at nerdhouseentertainment.com. All right. Well, so uh, since I haven't said it already, we are doing our our top five favorite Foo Fighters songs. So we will get to that um, in just a second. But first, we're going to do some sip libs. So I know you're new to this. Um, it's really easy. It's Mad Libs, but we usually church it down a little bit. If you know what I'm saying, <laughs> it's sure. adult Mad Libs. <laughs> um, so the one that I found, it's not. Um, I always try to tailor it to whatever we're doing in the episode. Okay. I couldn't find one with a Foo Fighters song, but I did find one that is the Fraggle Rock theme.
1: And Ooh, since they I'm did. I'm a huge Muppet fan, so you just.
0: Well, yeah, me too. So I, you know, we're the same age, basically. we I grew up on Fraggle Rock. I loved it. But also, you know that the Foo Fighters have the Fraggle Rock rock song. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay. We're gonna do this one, and it's fairly short. Oh, but there's no adjective. Damn it. Okay, well then I then I don't have to worry about uh, throwing down some f bombs. I'll tell you the adjective story later. But sorry, friends, uh, in advance, there will not be a certifiably fuckable on this Mad Libs or Cylims. <laughs> 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 it's a it's a like you said a running joke um that happened on one of the first ones we did and we made a rule that every time there's an adjective the first one has to be that so there you go (laughs) all right so we're gonna rewrite the theme to fraggle rock and i'm gonna let you start give me a verb
1: sticking with the foo fighters theme i'm gonna go with run
0: nice plural noun i'm gonna say foos okay noun
1: monkey wrench
0: nice good one okay noun for me um i don't have any okay hero there we go (laughs) okay and a noun for you rope okay this is very pg but that's all right
1: I'm um, oh, sorry.
0: It's okay.
1: I'm using all Foo Fighters. I, I know, here. I know. <laughs> um,
0: a verb, I will say. Uh, man, I don't know. I guess walk. <laughs> okay, a plural
1: noun. Hmm. Plural noun. Did I say wheels yet? No, that's a good one. Let's go with that. That's from the Greatest
0: Hits album. Okay. Verb ending in ing. I'm going to say drumming. Oh, okay. A verb. Stick. Okay. And name of a person. Okay. Let's say Taylor Hawkins. This doesn't sound like it's going to be bad. Okay. Okay. A color.
1: Hmm. Trying to think of colors in their songs. I know. I've been doing so good so far. Usually it's I I know. Damn. (laughs) uh, I know
0: there's a white, white something.
1: White limo. Yeah, there you go. go White.
0: Okay. Plural noun. I'll just say limos. There you go. And steal it. And last one a verb.
1: Verb. Hmm. Fly.
0: Okay. Good one. Fly. I almost Fly. used that. I almost used that earlier.
1: Okay. Might not be funny, but I was trying to keep it themed hey. with the Foo Fighters here. So.
0: Well, and, and I try to do that too sometimes. So. Now, I am not going to sing this, even though I could sing the Fraggle Rock theme. Um, we did this on another one recently, and we did the DuckTales theme, and I tried to sing it to the DuckTales theme, and it was terrible. So, <laughs> let's see. Run your foos away. Worries for another monkey wrench. Let the hero play down at Fraggle Rope. Oh, <laughs> Walk your wheels away. drummings for another monkey wrench. Let the fraggles stick. We're Gobo Taylor Hawkins, Wembley, Boober, White. <laughs> okay. Run your limos away, worries for another monkey wrench. Let the music fly down at Fraggle Rope. Down at Fraggle Rope. Down at Fraggle Rope. Okay. That's all the singing you get. <laughs> now, down I watch... rope. <laughs> now I want to go
1: watch.
0: Now I want to go watch. Thank you. <laughs> now I want to go watch Fraggle Rock.
1: Have you okay. seen the new one on Apple? I haven't. I watched it with the kids. It's okay, very, very close in spirit to the original. Okay. It, it, it it put a smile on my face and in my heart. because okay. it was how I remembered as a kid, but for a new generation.
0: Okay, yeah, Fraggle Rock holds a special place in my heart, so I get nervous about that stuff sometimes. Um, okay, I'll check it out. Love Fraggle Rock yeah, as you
1: should. It it was definitely well done. Some of the newer Muppet stuff has not been as much, so.
0: Yeah, and I actually like it. I mean, it's not the same Muppets, obviously, but I love Jason Siegel and I think it's- Oh, the 2011
1: movie, We were I was going off on that a couple of weeks ago on Twitter because <laughs> we watched it with the kids and I still love it. I, we saw it in yeah. the theater in 2011 and it speaks to our age. Walter is supposed to be every one of us now adult Muppet fans.
0: Right. And, <laughs> that so. was very clever. So I, I love everything Muppets, so I don't care. Okay, so let's start on our lists. and we don't know each other that well, but um, if you had to make a guess out of the five, how many do you think we'll have in common?
1: Hmm. I'm going to say two.
0: Okay. And so I think I think the same. I don't know which two, but I think there'll be some overlap. Um, so what we'll do is we'll go back and forth. I'll let you start. If one of us names one that the other has on their list, kind of like how you guys do, then you would say, like, if my number five is such and such, and you have the same one, but it's your number three, you'll say, Hey, that's my number three. And we'll talk about it together. So perfect. All right. I'm going to let you start with your number five. What do you got?
1: So we're counting down backwards. Yes. So five, four, three, two, one.
0: Yes. Oh, okay. Sorry. Did that mess you up?
1: Okay. not at all i'll just reverse my the, i'll reverse my script
0: you guys go the other way i should have told you that all good
1: all good <laughs> so my number five i've got another confession to make the lead single from 2005's in your honor i'm going with best of you reach number 18 on the billboard us hot 100 chart number 38 on the us adult top 40 chart and number one on both the U.S. Alternative Airplay and U.S. Mainstream Rock Charts. Yes. The reason I picked this, this song has the band's most soaring chorus, more than ever long in my yes. heart. Okay. I love Everlong, but Best of You, when I saw it live, was that moment where I just went, oh my God, this is bigger than Everlong to me. Mm-hmm. It was just so, pow- especially the intense breakdown with the woes. Yeah. And before it goes halftime with the drums, it's just so big and bold and powerful. And I know it's one of their biggest hits. I know it's one of their signature songs. That's okay. But I can't imagine a top five without it. And the Foo Fighters know how to release a lead single. They make you want to buy the album. They
0: for sure do. And I'll tell you
1: right now, more than one of my songs is a lead single
0: so So, i only know of one of mine that is the others could be i don't i don't really i doubt it maybe one of them but i didn't look that far into it like I have the album in the year it came out, but I didn't do quite as much research as you did.
1: So. Well, I, I do this stuff for Playlist Wars I every know, week. So when true. I go diving and we just had our Foo Fighters episode. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, um, prior to Taylor Hawkins passing. So right. some of the songs I'm talking about tonight are also in my playlist for Foo Fighters. Spoiler alert. Apologies. Okay. Hey, But cool. some of them, since he passed, I've gone back and listened to their catalog mm-hmm. and said, you know what? I'm gonna to have to change it because these songs take on a whole new meaning now with him no longer here, so I know, they really it's do. not gonna be the same five songs that I talked about, but okay. this is definitely one that made both
0: That one is on my long list of songs It did not make my top five, but not definitely a great choice. um I might argue your argument about that in everlong, but hey, it's up to everybody's taste i everlong is just one of those. I don't know. I just I love it, and I love that they close the show with it usually. So I think that's mm-hmm. pretty cool too. But what we'll, you know, we might get to that. So
1: I absolutely, I'll just say I absolutely love the song, and the re. I guess the only reason. Well, I shouldn't say anything about it yet because I don't know. Yeah, we don't pick. know. <laughs> so let me just put a pin in that for now.
0: Okay. Great choice. All right. So my number five is the newest song on my list and it is from 2021's medicine at midnight album shame shame yeah i love this song because it's so it's different from everything else on the album and it's really funky like i like the drum beats at the beginning how it's like off rhythm almost and like and it's just a good song but um i really like the like you know, funk kind of feeling it has to it. Like you can definitely tell, even though it's rock, how a lot of their inspiration comes from, you know, like funk and like the Beatles and stuff like that. So yeah, I love that one. And I thought Taylor did well off the drums on that one too. So
1: the word I use to describe the drums in this song is tribal. Yeah, that's because a good word. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you listen to what he's doing and, and we had a discussion about this On the itch rock radio and podcast I was a guest okay. for their Tribute to Taylor Hawkins episode And we did oh, yeah, something similar okay. And we did kind of a play on Playlist Wars with the, four, four, uh, with the Three guys and myself and shame shame Did come up in that conversation mm-hmm. And the way I described it is Shame shame is one of those songs that If you pull the drums out Most people Might feel differently about that song. Taylor Hawkins made that song because it is, on purpose, very repetitive Mm -hmm. and very mono, like monotone. Right, it's one chord. It never changes. Even the chorus is not like these chord progressions. It's very subtle, and it would, if it wasn't for that drumming being so intoxicate, like in yeah, that's the word, like. I would have been intoxicating. Yeah. I mean, that's Just a good you're, word. You're like, hypnotized by yeah.
0: it. Yeah. Because honestly, I'm oh, sorry. Honestly, to me, the, the, um, like the melody and especially the chorus is so typical Foo Fighters. Like mm-hmm. you don't even have to know it's them to know it's them. And that's not a bad thing. But I remember the first time I heard the song, I was like, Ooh, the drums. And then when it got to that, it was almost like I was listening to it. Like it, it reminds me of another Foo Fighters song. Like, like, so I was like, okay, well this, you know, you definitely know this is them and that's not a complaint at all, but the drums did make it stand out from other songs.
1: Yeah. It's definitely one of the, it's my favorite song. on Menace at midnight. Yeah. And it was one of my favorite songs in 2021. We did an episode of playlist wars on the songs of 2021 and it's, it's so left field for the band because it was so mm-hmm. different. Yeah. And I think, don't think they could have picked a better representation of a first single yeah. from medicine at midnight, than shame, shame, okay. because it made everybody go, what, what and <laughs> the whole album is that in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. And in the scope of the album, the song works so well because it's almost a palate cleanser from some of the other music that's happening. So I absolutely love the track and feel like any foo fighters playlist would benefit from having it in but it did not make my top five
0: okay well that is cool and yeah it's my favorite song on there too and i was gonna say i thought it was the single and it definitely did make me go oh okay it like i said except for the chorus which felt very like reminiscent of another one of their songs and again not a complaint it's just you know but the beginning and and kind of throughout the drums i really enjoyed it so all right. Well, 0 for 0 right now. So, <laughs> that's okay though. Um all right. So, so normally I like when everybody like a lot of times on my show we won't all have a lot in common and that's always to me a good thing because it means we're giving people new things to check out or new things to listen to. This one I don't feel like it's really going to be like that because I feel like if you're a Foo Fighters fan, we're not giving you anything new, but it's still good to hear what our favorite stuff is.
1: Of course, of course.
0: So what is your number four?
1: My number four is actually coming from my favorite hands down, hard stop Foo Fighters album, and that's 2011's Wasting Light. Okay. My absolute favorite. And I had a very hard time Mm. choosing because I love every song on the album. Mm. I could have easily went with Dear Rosemary, which featured Mm -hmm. Bob Mould white limo which we talked about during yeah <laughs> yeah sip libs
0: sip the libs i know it's hard um, to say
1: and arlandria which is another amazing song and i would have meant i could have put actually all three of those songs on this top right. five list and legitimately meant it yeah but i didn't and i went with a song which was the fourth single from the album so it's a little bit of a deeper cut okay and it's these days
0: yeah i like that one
1: This song did not make my playlist wars playlist originally because we recorded this episode prior to Taylor passing, like we talked about before. And after listening to wasted light the day he died, this (sighs) song just hit me. I've always had a favorite lyric in the song. Okay. And that lyric was one of these days, the clocks will stop and time won't mean a thing. And and, and here I go. I'm doing do Yeah, on. Yeah. It's, it's uh. Standing up. Those lyrics always resonated with me because they grounded me. Anytime yeah. I'm, when you listen to them, it's very grounding. And when Taylor Hawkins passed and I heard that line, uh. I welled up and I had a lump in my throat because it's the truth. Time, like everything just stopped in their world and, and, and for yeah. all Foo Fighters fans. So it hit me really hard and it's a, it's a beautiful song yeah. beneath the rock nature of it. It's really a beautiful sentiment that, you know, kind of cherish each day you have on, on this earth, because you never know when it's sadly going to be your last. So yeah. a little bit of a deeper cut for me, but my track four I like that. my fourth is these days.
0: It is on my long list. It did not make my top five, but I'm with you. And that's the thing about a lot of their music is that people just get into these rock beats and the guitar chords and the melodies, but a lot of their songs which you know i'll kind of get into and some of mine are really deep and poetic and you know about all different kinds of love and loss and you know stuff like that and it's like you get so like rocking out to a song and then you listen to the lyrics and you're like oh that's really sad mm-hmm. <laughs> um and i got chills today when i was watching sound city at the beginning when dave Grohl was like you know We're traveling with, you know, in a van that could break down tomorrow, you know, and whatever that he said, traveling with people that could be gone tomorrow. And I was just like, like, I did the same thing. Like, I almost started crying. So I was like, man, you know, they just made this not that long, too long ago. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like, man, they didn't know what was coming,
1: but sadly not.
0: Okay. Well, that's a good choice. I like that. Um, Yeah. Did not make my top five. My number four is one I think we might both have. Um, It is from the 2007 album, Echoes, Silence, Patience, and Grace. And it is Let It Die. Um, I love this song so freaking much. It's, I mean, obviously because of, I mean, if you know, like it's, he indirectly said it's about Courtney and Kurt. So, you know, you have that whole, And and I, you know, when you get the intravenous intertwined, like you think that's about them. And then, you know, it's about his anger and his loss of his friend and not being able to help him out of his downward spiral. But it's also like it's it's angsty, but it's like mournful too at the same time. Mm -hmm. And it's a rock song. So that's a very deep one for me. And I really like it.
1: I absolutely love the song. I have something. From Echo Silence, Patience and Grace. Okay. But a different song. Okay. Let It Die is my second favorite from that album. Okay. So I love the song, but actually, no, there's it's my third favorite. I'm sorry.
0: Okay. I'll I, say one, I'll say okay. one
1: now that I'm guessing won't be on anybody's list. And I talked about it on the itch as well. Uh Summer's End.
0: Okay. I don't know that one very well.
1: It's a very Beatles-esque song okay. and when you listen to it, it's very just kind of a summary, happy Beatles-esque type Foo Fighter song. While it's not in my top five tonight, it's my second favorite song from that album. And okay. then Let It Die is third. When you go back and listen to the album, give it a listen because okay. picture listening to that song with the top down on a beautiful mm. summer day nice. and then listen to that song and you'll feel it. Okay, And then you'll be like, OK, this song is something different now.
0: Okay. I mean, I, have listened to all of their songs cause I've, you know, had all the albums, but there's obviously I've, you know, we, I don't know them all. So I know I've probably heard it, but it's not like striking a chord with me. So mm-hmm. I'll check it out.
1: Okay. Okay. Well, what's your number three. All right. Number three is the lead single. See from okay. 2014's Sonic highways. Oh, okay. This is a song called something from nothing. Okay, reach number eight on the Billboard US bubbling under hot 100 singles chart and number eight on the US hot rock and alternative songs chart. First off, if you haven't watched the Sonic Highways documentary, I highly recommend it. I haven't. Okay. Okay, if you like the Sound City documentary, Sonic Highways was the band going and recording this album Sonic Highways in a different city for every song. Something for Nothing was recorded in Chicago, and it's about the Chicago music scene. And every time they're in that city, they bring in somebody from that scene to play on the song. And on this song, they brought in Cheap Tricks' Rick Nielsen for the guitar solo. And they show how the guitar solo was recorded. And they didn't like the way the guitar solo was punching into the song. So what they ended up doing was he started playing with his guitar unplugged mm. and the producer grabbed the guitar cable and just shoved it into the guitar as he's mid solo. So when he does that, you get this,
0: coming <laughs> and this
1: massive explosion of feedback. Oh and then gosh. you hear the solo Shh. kind of coming into form. And it's a amazing thing to watch okay. as a musician myself. I loved The idea behind that, because you—if you're just listening to the song, you might not hear what I just explained. But when you see it happening, you're going, "That's how they did that! Awesome!" Okay. And the reason I picked this song is, it is the kind of the Foo Fighters in a song. There's—it's all over the place. The opening of the song is just a straight-ahead rock song, just a straight boom 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 and you're like oh it's just a straight slow beat mid-tempo foo fighter song then halfway through you hear this organ come in and all of a sudden taylor hawkins is doing this funk beat and you're going (laughs) what's happening here and then after this kind of middle bridge it keeps building and building and building and building and dave Grohl screams all rise at the top of his lungs And he holds the note, and that's the part where the guitar gets plugged in, and there's this bombastic guitar solo, and the rest of the song is 110 miles an hour. (laughs) And you're listening to it wondering how it got here from this kind of slow type in the beginning. And it was a journey, and it's something I love about their music. So, again, maybe another deeper pick. It's not one of the go-to songs, but damn, is it so good. So something from nothing.
0: So do they have to have somebody on every single show go and plug in the guitar mid song?
1: (laughs) No, it was just that one track. Every song had a different story. So they recorded, I am a river. No, I mean when they perform it live. Oh God. They only, you know, I never saw them do it live and they stopped playing it in 2019, but I'm guessing they just did it as, as, i was joking. Uh, rick played it, it yeah didn't
0: come across that's okay
1: <laughs> oh, I, i'm sorry as a music nerd okay. even if you are joking my brain's like still in full music nerd them and i gotcha. have to sit there and actually think about like wow well if, if rick nielsen was there and they didn't do it that way that's me nerding <laughs> out i apologize hey
0: that is okay i'm the same <laughs> way um just whew, all right that joke did yeah, my, not land <laughs> okay.
1: yeah no but by them, it's never going to i apologize because oh, I'm, no, so, I like, I'm so i'm a nerd about out all the so time. many
0: things yeah me too it's if if you don't geek out about something then i feel like you don't have a real passion so yes. that's just my opinion deep thoughts with amanda um <laughs> okay that is a good one did not make my list so I did not do this on purpose, but my next two songs are from the same album. Oh. Um, and when I tell you my number three, it's probably going to give away my number two since it's from the same album, because I'm guessing you you may have it as well. But anyway, number three is the only one that's not like, you know, a real kind of hardcore rock. It's a little more, uh, it's a little softer. It takes me back to a certain time in my life, which is also why I like it. It's kind of a, a very rem- I I think it's a romantic song, even though it's not about a romantic relationship. But it's from the 1999 album. There's nothing left to lose, and it is Aurora.
1: Ooh, beautiful! Song. I
0: love this song so much, so much, and because it can have many meanings. Like you know, obviously, for when Dave Grohl wrote it, it's about his home, you know, his hometown. And you know, I read this interview where he's like, you know it's about Seattle. I miss everything about my life there. I know that was a long time ago, but still, you know, but it, it, it also, I mean, it's still a love song and it can be, you know, some of the lyrics are just so um, like, you know, he says, I just kind of died for you. You just kind of stared at me. Like, ugh. like it's just to me, the song's about heartbreak and it, you know, again, a certain time in my life when I was heartbroken. So that kind of gives me all the feels and it's a beautiful song not typical of the rest of their catalog. So
1: no, no, it's a fantastic song and I'm actually going to surprise you. And this might take my, my number of picks that I thought we were going to have down a lot because I don't have anything from that album. And I feel guilty now. I feel very guilty because that's an amazing, fantastic album. But as I plugged my songs in, (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's yeah. not
0: it's not one of their major hits. And and that's the one I was referencing on Twitter that nobody had said yet. But if you don't know it, you know, especially in 1999, we weren't at, we weren't as, you know, digital like we are now. So you would have had to have had the album and listened to it or the CD or whatever. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I did. Yeah, <laughs> I did. Yeah, me too. And it's just. Uh, if you guys haven't heard it, definitely check it out. It's different from a lot of their other stuff. And it's just a really pretty song. And I I like the um, kind of the end with all the, the O's and it just kind of like goes on. And and they perform it live really well, which I like too. I mean, they do all their stuff, but I, I'm i prone to liking that one live almost better than like the album version. But I like both. So.
1: Interesting.
0: Okay. Well, what's your number two?
1: All right. Well, this is going to be the one song on my list that does not include Taylor Hawkins because it was recorded for 1997's The Color and the Shape. Okay. And the first thing I will say is, no, it's not that song. Oh. And the second thing I'll say is, no, it's not that other song. Okay. So my,
0: <laughs> well, mine pick, is one of those.
1: <laughs> I, I'm guessing you know what songs I'm talking yes. about, but my, yeah. my pick is actually the lead single from the color and the shape and it's monkey wrench okay reach number nine on the billboard u.s alternative airplay and u.s mainstream rock charts now like i said taylor doesn't appear on this right he didn't actually appear on an album until 1999 there's nothing left to lose yeah and i actually thought about going with a song which i'm not going to say because i think it might be your other one okay so i'll wait yeah And we'll talk about it then if it is the case. But this single featured Grohl on vocals, guitar and drums with Pat Smear on guitar and Nate Mendel on bass. So this is essentially the first single by the band to introduce the Foo Fighters as a quote unquote band because the first album, Foo Fighters, Dave Grohl plays everything. Mm -hmm. So it's not a band album. This was the song that kind of, turned them into a band and it's also the first song that solidified the fact that the foo fighters were not a fat uh, were not a flash in the pan vanity project from a former nirvana member yeah this was a band that could stand on their own two feet and carve their own legacy monkey wrench is the song that started that legacy because I remember yeah. a lot of people in the nineties kept saying, Oh, big me. Oh, it's a Foo Fighter side. Pro- I'm sorry. Foo Fighters is a Nirvana side project. Nirvana side mm. project. It's just monkey wrench made everyone go, Oh, wow. Yeah. These guys mean business. So to me, that song always resonated with me and that's my number two.
0: It's a great song. Didn't make my top five, but yeah, I love, and I love that whole album too, but, um, That's a really good song. And I felt that way too. Like, I'll be honest, I was a huge Nirvana fan. I was devastated when Kurt Cobain died. I was Mm -hmm. like 16, I think. And I was wearing flannel and I was listening to grunge and I was watching, you know, MTV unplugged. And just like, I just remember going like, I think that's probably like the first celebrity death that I really remember hitting me hard. So I was like, what does Dave Grohl think he's doing? (laughs) <laughs> but, and I don't know why I have that opinion. Like he can do whatever he wants. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm with you. That's a good one. Um, and I I was of the belief for a long time that Courtney had something to do with his death, but I'm slowly getting away from that theory. And I have a friend who will die on the hill that Dave Grohl had something to do with it. And I give her shit all the time. So I'm like, you're insane. And I think she says it just to make me mad.
1: <laughs> maybe, it's But it's,
0: a, it's a, like- Anytime we talk about it, it's like, oh, look, <laughs> stop it. <laughs> um, okay. Well, so I did go a little more, other than Aurora, most of my songs are pretty predictable. So my number two, um, again, is from There's Nothing Left to Lose and it's Learn to Fly.
1: That's what I thought it was going to yeah.
0: be. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, one of their big, big hits, huge hit song for them so predictable i i obviously it's inspiring you know i like the lyrics and i i like that dave girl wrote it during like a really big change in his life i like to know stories behind songs you Mm -hmm. know so knowing that he was going through a divorce that he was realizing you know the rock and roll lifestyle is not for me i'm gonna die if i don't make a change and he just goes and buys a house out in virginia and writes this album in the basement like it's just you know I like that or maybe not the whole album, but I think this song or some of the songs, I don't don't know. I haven't read. I haven't read about it in a while. I just remember hearing that story. But, you know, I like that. And a lot of the songs in that album are about heartbreak, which, Mm -hmm. you know, is what he was going through in his life. So and yeah, it's a beautiful song. It's about trying to find something that makes you feel alive. And we all need that. So,
1: yeah. And it was the lead single. yeah i'm telling you they knew how to do lead singles
0: oh yeah for sure i mean
1: now have you ever heard juliana hatfield's cover of it came out in 2000 i haven't okay she did a pop infused cover so she made it like a pop song and it's really interesting
0: (laughs) interesting is that a good thing that sounds weird to me i'll check it out
1: it's definitely weird. It's okay. It, it'll never top the original for me. Okay. But I genuinely enjoyed it. I enjoyed it for the okay. reimagining aspect of it. Cuz
0: I I like, you know, I'm not against covers. Like and I think covers are awesome a lot of times and I like hearing I like hearing people take a song and put their own twist on it, especially when it comes to like acoustic covers. I really am like a huge fan of that kind of genre. But I don't know, a pop version of that just sounds I mean, I'm not going to lie. I think "Learn to Fly" is probably the closest they have to a pop song, besides. Well,
1: Minnesota and Midnight" has some really poppy stuff, but prior to that, yes, definitely.
0: So it's like you know they're borderline right there. Um, Okay, I'll check it out.
1: Well, curious what you
0: think. Then your number one is not my number one. Uh, You've already told me. So (laughs) what is zero the same? Which is great. Yeah nice to hear appreciation for different stuff and pretty much all of yours have made my long list the only one that didn't was um the summer song what was it called again? that
1: wasn't on my list that was just an <gasps> oh was okay
0: never mind then all right what's your number one
1: well to tell my number one i have to tell a story okay that's okay of back course in two th- back in 2007 i was traveling for work i was in toronto sitting in an airport with my boss and my boss's boss I think my boss's boss's boss. We're all in our suits <laughs> waiting for our flight home after a long conference. And Dave Grohl and Taylor Hawkins walk by me. Shut up. Hand to God. Strike, <sighs> strike dead with, by lightning. So I turn to my boss and say, I'll be right back. I'm going to go for a quick walk because we still had 20, 30 minutes to our flight. So I walked <laughs> right over to Dave Grohl. He was on his phone. He hung up as he was hanging up. I didn't like stand there like waiting <laughs> He hung up his phone. and I said, Hey, Dave, I don't want to bother you. I'm a huge, huge fan. I've been a fan since Nirvana and I'm a fan of Foo Fighters big time. And he's like, Oh, thank you, dude. Thank you so much. He shook my hand, you know, gave me the bro hug and I said, and I turn and I go, Taylor Hawkins. I'm like, I saw you in 1996 as the drummer for Alanis Morissette on the Jagged Little Pill tour. And I've been a fan of your drumming ever since. And Dave Grohl elbows him in the ribs and said, see, people know who you are. I don't want to hear it. And I said, I said, Dave, I said, I'm also going to tell you this story. If my wife was standing with me here right now, I would be flying wherever we're going alone because she would want to leave with you. And he started cracking up because I don't know how my wife would feel about it. I said, I'm just telling her so that I could go home and tell her I told you this. That's I awesome. said, all, I said, joking aside, we're both huge fans. Would you mind just signing a quick autograph for her? Because this was 2007. I had a flip phone. I wasn't taking yeah. any picture with that. Right. So I said, you know, can. so he put to Katie, cheers, Dave Grohl, and oh. Taylor Hawkins signed it. And we have it framed.
0: That's amazing.
1: In our family room. And I texted my wife back then. You so had to jealous. Hit, you had the text <laughs> hitting every three numbers oh. on the phone. And did I'm you like, ever
0: try to have a fight with somebody doing that?
1: No, you can't. It, it, You'd have yeah. purple tunnel. <laughs>
0: yeah, I, I did. And I was like, I'm going to die. Okay.
1: So I literally typed just met foos, period. And it came back who foos, period. <laughs> who? Damn it. I just <laughs> met Dave Grohl and Taylor Hawk, and It took me like 20 minutes to get it all in. And oh. uh, she's like, you've got, you know, kidding with a question mark. Mm-hmm. And I said, just wait, period. And then when I got home, I gave her the paper, blew her mind. Yeah. And the last thing I had said to Dave Grohl, which leads me to my number one song, is I'm very excited because on Tuesday I will be at the record store buying Echo Silence, Patience, and Grace. I cannot wait to put this album on. I'm very excited for it. And I said, now I'm gonna let I, I'm like, I'm gonna let you guys be. I don't want to bug you. I thank you so much for this. 90 second conversation it means the world to me and he said dude if people were like you i could do this all day and night he gave me a like the shaking hand bro hug thank you for being a fan thank you for listening i appreciate you taylor hawkins did the same thing Aww. and i went on my merry way so tuesday I, I bought echo silence patience at grace i put it in and the pretender started and oh, that one was over yes I hit the back button. Uh uh-huh. huh. Listen to the Pretender again. Yeah. And when it was done, I hit the back button and listened <laughs> to it again. It is my favorite Foo Fighters song of all time. Reached number thirty-seven on the Billboard U.S. Hot One Hundred and number one on both the mainstream rock chart and the U.S. Alternative Airplay chart. Maybe it's the timing of meeting Dave Grohl four days before the album's release, but it's also just an amazing kick-ass song. yeah and it is my favorite foo fighter song of all time
0: when that drum first comes in you're just like whoa
1: what is happening because yeah. it
0: starts so like mellow and slow and then just and you're like what is happening but it's so good
1: <laughs> we have your attention
0: yes good one. Oh my god i'm so jealous of that story um <laughs> you know what though i think from Obviously, I don't know. You've met him, so you have an idea. But I think Dave Grohl is one of the nicer people in show business, and everything he I've could seen about very him. Very
1: is... easily said to me, like, "Hey, man, I'm you right. know busy here. Leave me." He stopped, and when he said thank you, it wasn't just "Hey, thanks thank you man. for listening." It was seriously, dude. Thank you so much for li-. like there was yeah he cared yeah that, that I told him that his music meant something to me. He felt that right. Can't fake being appreciative because when you're not and you say, Oh, thanks. It it comes comes across. across, You could just feel it. Body language, everything. Yeah. And he genuinely was, felt humble about it. And to me that when I see him performing with other musicians, like when, the Foo Fighters inducted Rush into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. The way that my face was meeting Dave Grohl was the way Dave Grohl's face was playing with Geddy Lee, Alex Lifeson and Neil right. Peart on stage at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It was this I am a fan of your music. Your mm-hmm. music inspires me. Look, yeah. so I felt that in him and I, I believe it.
0: That's so cool. Um, so today like part of my immersing myself in the Foo Fighters I watched um, their 2020 so recent concert 2021 they played the forum in LA and so at the they did um, Everlong as the song to go out to and I guess Dave Grohl had met this little girl online during COVID and they had like been talking and exchanging you know like I don't know if you saw her on TikTok or what but
1: Oh, I've seen all her videos. She is okay, an incredibly talented young little girl.
0: So he had her come in and she played drums during Everlong at the end of that concert and I was just like tears in my eyes like I was just like who does stuff like this? Like who mm-hmm. first of all trusts like a you know what 10 12 year old child at the oldest to come in and and sure they had her practice and whatever but like you know, people have paid all this money to see you and to give. I mean, the pure joy on her face, I would watch that on replay just to feel an ounce of the happiness that she's feeling.
1: Her name is Nandy Bushel. She has videos okay. all over YouTube. Okay. Every video she plays, she plays with that smile and intensity and joy. And it gives me hope for the future of rock music that there is yeah. a child that just gets so much joy out of playing an instrument. And it I, I watched that video before okay. and I had tears in my eyes because I have yeah. two daughters myself and Ugh, seeing teary the joy about that it. music brings <laughs> to her face made I me so happy.
0: I, I don't think I've ever seen anybody that happy in my life. I was just like, whoa. Uh, yeah, it was very inspiring and just like a testament to what I think good people they are, because you know, it's one thing to make a a quick video or make an appearance or whatever and play with somebody, but to have them come to LA and close out your concert, like that's a big deal. And, and she'll never forget that for the rest of her life. Like he, they, he, or they, they gave her like this huge gift and, and she rocked it the fuck out. She was amazing. Incredible. I was Incredible. so impressed. So yeah, that made me one of the few times I cried today was <laughs> watching that. So I'm getting teary eyed again talking about it because it was so sweet. And in that same concert was you talking about Rush. Um, They did the thing where Taylor comes out and sings the Queen song. And he was like, you know, I I remember being in the forum way up there watching Rush play. And he's like talking about how he never thought he'd be able to do that and i was like that's pretty cool so mm-hmm. their their friendship taylor and dave just always seems so pure and genuine and you know in, in rock and roll and any kind of music you know that people don't get along all the time but they seem to really care about each other so
1: if you're a big fan of documentaries look up back and forth by the foo fighters it's about the making of wasting light oh. and they go into how taylor Taking hawkins it. and dave met when Taylor Hawkins OD back in 2001, how they pulled through it together, you really learn a lot about their friendship and it's real. And I can't imagine
0: what they're what, yeah.
1: what they're going through right now.
0: Well, I bought Storyteller, but I haven't read it yet, but it's my next book now But I saw the excerpt when he's talking about Taylor saying, you know, he's someone I would take a bullet from like you never hear anybody say that he's like, I would take a bullet for so-and-so, but he's saying I would take a bullet from him. Like, like I would let him shoot me like, wow. So I'm sure I will cry reading that now. I should have read it already, but it's going to be worse now. So, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. okay. Well, those were good stories. That makes me happy. I, I've only seen them in concert once. And I wish I could have seen them more just because, you know, it's not going to be the same without Taylor for sure.
1: We don't know what the future holds for the band. Who knows if, Dave will put them on a hiatus for a few years and go do side projects for a while. I hope for the fan base that's hurting one day, the band can heal enough to put something together back on stage, whether it be with a up and coming (laughs) drummer that has that same energy and spirit or a famous drummer who could fill the shoes in a, in, in a way that would be, um, a, a tip of the hat, similar to what right. Um, Mike Portnoy did with Avenged Sevenfold when the Rev passed away and he recorded the Nightmare album with him. Not normally a style of music, but he did so in a feat of love. He also did the shows with Twisted Sister. Yeah. So there's, when you, with things like that, where it's a, a musician, a friend being there for their other musician friend. Right. To help, I think it would be great for the Foo Fighters fans to be able to celebrate the music cuz right now yeah. nobody knows if we ever will again.
0: Yeah, I know. It's so heartbreaking. Oh, RIP Taylor. Okay, well I will do my number 1. Um obviously I think you already know what it is. It is from 1997's Color and the Shape and it's my hero, which again is one that Taylor Hawkins is not on the album version. He didn't join the band till after, but he played the shit out of it every time he played it. So I, you know, and that song again is like the beginning drum part. It just, it makes you feel like you want to get up and do something like, you know, something cool is about to happen the way the drums come in. And then, you know, it's just a great, it's a really great song. It's inspiring. And, you know, I love the, I never get tired of hearing there goes my hero. He's ordinary. Like that's just so, that's so cool. So another typical choice, but probably my very favorite song
1: of theirs. So it's a fantastic song. And do you remember I talked about that chorus of best of you being soaring mm-hmm. and like this epic? I don't know if you ever would have gotten a best of you if you not had my hero. Yeah. Because you, you could just hear that soaring chorus. The first album has some great choruses from mm-hmm. the band. My Hero was the first one that was like Another level this is a yeah. Step up we are A band that's taking it to new Places it's gigantic I saw that, that Tour when it first came around oh, At a college okay. near me In a gymnasium wow A few awesome. years later I was Seeing the Foo Fighters in arenas and yeah. I knew that night at William Patterson University when we <laughs> Were watching them play songs like My Hero I elbowed my buddy and I said arena band he's like oh dude yeah we're seeing them for the last time with you know a thousand people in a pit it's going to be twenty thousand people before you know it
0: yeah i can't imagine hearing that song in a small space that song is meant for gigantic spaces like it's just real like i feel like that song could fill up like two three arenas like it's just such a big like powerful You know, good song live
1: from Wembley Stadium. If you haven't seen that DVD,
0: I've seen some of it. Yeah, oh,
1: it's fantastic! Uh, So
0: good. The whole
1: crowd, you could barely hear the band,
0: right? (laughs) Oh, they, yeah, they're just amazing. I really, I'm glad I got to see them as this group once, and I hope I'll get to see them again. But I wish I had seen them more. So,
1: oh well, thankfully, the music lives on.
0: Yes, that it does um so do you have um any honorable mentions
1: oh how long do we have (laughs) right
0: (laughs) well i picked i only picked one but to be fair i picked an entire album so
1: (laughs) okay well then i will do the same okay and like i said before wasting light yeah it is their masterpiece not a lot of massive hits Yeah, not a lot of the big songs that everybody goes to, but every song is so perfect. One into the next Mm -hmm. it it's and if you watch the documentary, you feel it during the recording and it takes the album to another level. So that's the one I'll go with for mine.
0: Okay, well, so mine. um, I mean, I love the whole thing, but one song specifically and you already mentioned it, but Um, it is the skin and bones live acoustic album Mm. and the acoustic version of big me is probably just one of my favorite songs of all time.
1: I cover that song every time my band plays. I absolutely love it.
0: I just adore that song. Oh God, it's so good.
1: I always ask people not to throw futos at us during the next song (laughs) and half the people get it. The other half go, What? And as soon as we start the strumming, half the crowd goes, oh, Oh. that video.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I just that's such a good song. But the acoustic version is just so it's kind of like the acoustic version of Times Like These. Like it's just a different song than Mm -hmm. the regular version. And I've just always, you know, like you said, Big Me was kind of coming right off Nirvana. So it wasn't like typical Foo Fighters, how they are now, but I've just always loved that song. And when I heard that acoustic version, I was just like, my heart just melted. So
1: yeah, it's fantastic. fantastic. But that whole
0: album is good too. So I love live music. And like I said, I love acoustic versions of things. So I like to see stuff broken down. Oh yeah. I had a whole long list too. I mean, I had neither one of us put Everlong on here, but it was, you know. And, and I know there's going to be a lot
1: of people that are going to go. How could you not? Right. But the beauty of this is I have no hate forever long. I love yeah, Everlong. It's a great song. But tonight, the night we're recording at eight oh two p.m. These are <laughs> exactly. my five favorites. <laughs> as soon as I as soon as you hit stop, I might go, oh, God, you know what? My top five just changed. Yeah. Because that's how quickly if we record this episode next week, I have a feeling I would have at least two or three different songs
0: yeah i mean a lot of them are interchangeable for sure um and it was definitely hard to narrow down and i did go a little more you know cookie cutter foo fighters except for aurora so but that's fine those are the songs i enjoy along with the other ones so
1: and i'll tell you if somebody played your five songs and my five songs back to back i would absolutely love it
0: yeah as far as
1: i'm concerned no crossovers but a win-win
0: yeah exactly there's your full playlist people 10 songs plus the other couples that we've mentioned um we also didn't mention all my life which is another one of mine that's like that one i probably more than any of their songs rock out the most to. like i just i want to like bang on stuff when that song comes on i'm just like (laughs) so yeah oh man okay I'm getting sad again. Well, R.I.P. Taylor, we are the music is not going to be the same. Foo Fighters definitely are not going to be the same and your fans will never be the same. It just sucks. Like, yeah. Yeah. But I always
1: say thank you for the music. Thank you yes. for the memories. And you're, whether you hear this or not, your music will live on forever and will bring joy yeah. to millions of people for a very long time.
0: Thank you for being just a cool kick-ass human and amazing drummer and singer. They're really good singing voice too. So, Oh yeah. His solo albums are great. I don't know that I've heard any of them.
1: They're worth picking up. It's It's different than the Foo Fighters, but yeah, it's fantastic.
0: I love hearing him sing somebody You love. So I'm like, I could check it out. Okay. Well, thank you so much for doing this with me, especially at kind of the last minute. I appreciate it. I just wanted Absolutely, to Absolutely
1: my pleasure. Anytime you want there. to talk music.
0: I'll talk music all the time. So and but obviously we we kind of do a similar sort of thing. So I don't want to I mean, I don't know if you're tired of talking about the Foo Fighters yet. This is like the third episode you've touched on. Them. <laughs> uh,
1: Given this point in time with everything going on, I I I I don't feel I could say enough of how yeah. appreciative I am for his music. So not at all in the slightest sick of it. I'm, um, I'm, um, if someone asked me tomorrow, Hey, we, we're doing a Foo Fighters, would you come on? Yeah, you know, it's, it's, I uh, sing his praises. He was an amazing yeah. human being that, whatever the reasons are, didn't, I, I honestly try not to read about it. It's none of my business.
0: Yeah, I know. He's not
1: here now. If, if he had demons, I feel for his family and everything right. else, but. I'm, I'm, I'm here to think about the music and I'm just so damn thankful for it.
0: I know me too. And we all have demons. So, you yeah. know, everybody has pain and just don't all handle it the same way. And it, that's just, that's the way of the world. So, mm-hmm. ah, so deep, but uh, thank you for sharing your list with me. I look forward to being on playlist wars and where can everybody find playlist wars? I'm assuming on anywhere you listen to podcasts, right?
1: Of course, we're on Apple, Spotify, Google, Good Pods, everywhere fine podcasts are found. You can also go to PlaylistWarsPodcast.com, which is where you can listen to all the playlists we've come with. We've come up with the shows embedded there, so you can listen to the show, listen to the playlists, and vote all in one spot. And if you like our show and you want to support it, we mentioned we have a Patreon account, which is Patreon.com slash wars. And we're trying to do stuff extra for them, meaning getting episodes out two or three weeks before everyone else hears them coming on for guest uh, playlist and album episodes, which are little mini episodes we do. And just something that we try to give back for the people that are supporting the show a little extra, but for anybody that listens to even just one episode, we're beyond thankful. And especially for people like you to have me come on and geek out over music with. So Yeah, I'm I'm excited, extremely honored to be here. And I thank you so, so much.
0: Well, thank you, too. And yes, I will share all your info in the show notes. And if you guys are on Twitter, Playlist Wars has a good Twitter account going, shares lots of interesting stuff and music facts and uh, and ask questions about the upcoming playlist. So that's fun, too.
1: So, yeah, general nerdery. We're at Playlist Wars (laughs) and then on Instagram at Playlist Wars podcast. Okay, cool
0: all right well i will see you next month and for everybody else what day of the week is it it's thursday now hopefully you'll have this by friday um so have a good night and when life gets tough just keep sipping goodbye there's one more person you can't forget
1: ladies and gentlemen
0: Uh, it's pretty it fun.
1: It's pretty fun. I like it too. You know the best thing about Taylor Hawkins
0: he's the best f- drummer in the world. We love him so much. But here's the thing you
1: you haven't seen his pants yet. You want to see Taylor Hawkins pants?
0: Do you want to see his pants? Ooh, he's on a big screen. And I mean big. Taylor Hawkins, come down and sing a song. So you can see his pants. Come on, Taylor. Come sing a song. that can sing. And those pants make it sound better.
1: Hi, Dave. Come here. I love Dave Grohl,
0: man. I'd be delivering pizzas if it wasn't
1: for Dave Grohl. I'd be managing the drum department at a guitar center if it wasn't for Dave Grohl. Do you guys want to hear Dave Grohl play the drums?